the cost of discipleship. I want you to write that down, the cost of discipleship. Then make a space uh, or hashtag preparation making the shift. Preparation making the shift. And again, remember that what God has instructed us to deal with uh, right now at this particular time is in the area of the vision. And, and as I stated last week, if you was to sum up our vision in one word, it was simply you would get the word discipleship because we have been commanded to lead people uh, to a relationship with Jesus Christ, teaching them how to become what? Successful Christians based on salvation in who? Jesus and the what? True uncompromising word of God. So we want to make sure that we understand that. And one of the things is important to understand about the vision is that the vision gives you guidance as well as direction. So if you're ever wondering what I should be doing, point yourself to the vision. Why? Because the vision gives me guidance as well as uh, direction and inspiration, that is. So the vision gives me, you can say it this way, the vision gives me direction and inspiration. So you should be inspired because once I see it is written, it should cause me to run. And sometimes we, again, we covet titles and we covet positions, but we never run with the vision. And we covet titles sometimes because we think that's going to give me something to do. No, if you have not, if you have nothing to do or if you're concerned about something to do, run with the vision. And I submit to you, if you're running with the vision, you really don't have a whole lot of time to be doing a whole lot of extracurricular activities. Why? Because I'm so engulfed with running with the vision. So, so uh, again, if, if, if you have that feeling, man, I need to be doing something. I submit to you, that's an individual who has not caught the vision, nor running with the vision. Are you with me? And this, notice we're talking about the cost of discipleship, preparation, making the shift, going from just being a Christian to a Christian disciple. And what we're talking about here is getting to the place, and you can write this down, where, where everyone and everything is subordinate to the call and the cause of Christ. So as disciples of Jesus, Jesus is above everyone and everything else. And sometimes as a Christian, Jesus isn't above everything else. And as I explained last week, you can be a Christian and not be a Christian disciple. But the mere fact that you follow Christ warrants that you are a disciple of Jesus. Are you with me? So we're talking about getting to that place where everyone, and we're going to see this in our text, get into that place where everyone and everything, notice we didn't say they're not important. We're saying get into the place where they are subordinate to the call and the cause of Christ. Get into the place where Christ sits above all relationships, where Christ sits above everything else. Are you here? Okay. Now, this is important. Why is discipleship important? Write that down. Why is discipleship important. It's important because it's the Lord's chosen method of spreading the good news. Discipleship is important because it's the chosen method of spreading the good news of salvation through Jesus. And you can 
uh, if you will, let's go to Matthew 28, 19, the Amplifier. Let me show you this real quick. Why is making discipleship important? Disciples is important because it is the chosen method, what? Of spreading the, of what? The good news of salvation through Jesus Christ. So without discipleship, there can be no spreading of the good news. So listen to what he says. Let's read. Go, therefore, and what? Make disciples. Of who? All the nations. Watch this. Help the people learn of me. Believe in me. And obey my words. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So that's why making disciples is important because it is a chosen method whereby we are to get this gospel out. Luke chapter number 14. And I'm going to skip some verses. And I gave you a little context on last week, but let me jump right into this. Uh, and here he's dealing with the cost of discipleship. Reading from the Amplified, beginning at verse 25. Luke 14, beginning at verse 25. Now large crowds were going along with Jesus, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life. And of course, we explain he's not saying to literally hate your father, your mother, your sisters, your brothers. But in comparison, your love for Christ is so great that in comparison, it looks like you hate your father. It looks as if you hate your mother. But he, he's not saying to literally hate your mother or father or sister or brother. Okay, he cannot be my disciple. Verse number 27, who, 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 whoever does not carry his what? Own cross, do you see this? Expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow after me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living, and if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of the faith in me. Watch this. We're learning some things here. Notice he says, Whoever does not carry, first he says, uh, one, my love for him should be superior in comparison to everyone else. Are you with me? So we have to get to that place where Jesus is first. <laughs> Uh, and as much as we love our significant others uh, in our family and, and everyone, but when it comes to kingdom, Christ, his calls, his call has to be first. Not because Pastor Rex says it, because he said if you're going to be a disciple, this is what it really takes. And I think sometimes because we, we're so emotional and God credits to be emotional beings when we become a part of a ministry that we have not really sat down and counted the cost of what it really means to be a disciple. Well, how can you say that? Because most believers, they become a part of a particular church, and that's it. And they think that the responsibility for the advancement of the kingdom is left upon the pastor. No, we are all fellow workers with God, and as we work together with God, he causes the increase. But we must understand discipleship. Are you with me? So verse 27, whoever does not carry his own cross. Now, if you remember last week, I told you what that meant. You can write this down. Here, 
the emphasis on self-denial and absolute surrender. Now, write that down. In order to be a disciple, there must be self-denial and absolute surrender. Luke 9.23, Amplified. Let me show you this. Luke 9.23. And, and see, again, guys, it, it, and, I, and I gave you some, I gave you the definition last week of what it means to be a disciple. And, and it's, it's beyond being a student and a learner. But in that being a student and a learner, it's someone who is skilled, watch this, in the truths of God's word who's knowledgeable about the Word of God. You, you know about the God that you serve. And you can clearly articulate that when you are spreading the gospel. <laughs> See, this is important because this is not a hybrid gospel. It's not a little bit of Jesus and a little bit of Buddhism. It's not a little bit of Jesus and a little bit of Islam. It's not a little bit of Jesus and a little bit of Hinduism. It's not a little bit of Jesus. It, it, no, it, to, to be a Christ disciple is I am a student of Christ and Christ alone. See, the, the reason, I'm saying that because that's going to make sense in a moment because if you're not sure of that, when you are out trying to disciple others, you will find yourself perhaps falling prey to something else. And there is no other gospel. <laughs> Let me show you this. Uh, uh, verse uh, 923, and he was saying to them all, if anyone wishes to what? Follow me as my disciple. He must again what? Deny himself, set aside. Selfish interest. See, again, we're talking about Christ being superior and everything else subordinate. Expressing a willingness, here it goes again, to endure whatever may come. And see, I'm, I'm saying this because you're going to meet a lot of persecution when you start declaiming that Jesus is the way. See, they think, well, what did you get that? I'm a student of Christ, and this is what he teaches, this is what I believe. Are you here? So you're going to meet those who will oppose you. But see, you got to be willing to endure whatever may come. And unfortunately, uh, even in our text, a lot of Christians have lost their salt to such a degree that, you know, they dare not proclaim out loud that Christ is Lord. Oh, you know, Pastor, you've been small-minded. We're living in a society now where, you know, there, there are other ways. Well, where's that at? Well, who's teaching that? And as a, as a student of Christ, that should not be your school of thought. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Believing in me, conforming to my example in living, and if need be, suffering or perhaps what? Dying because of faith in me. Again, that word uh, deny literally means to say no. And again, to take up one's cross uh, means to say no to your old way of living and submit to the law that you've always opposed. Again, in that day um, when someone would go against the law and they would uh, 
crucify them or on their way to the execution, they would tie a crossbeam about their back, take them down through the uh, city streets and, you know, somewhat humiliate them. And what that was saying is that you're now subject to the law that you've opposed. So when Jesus says carry out cross, in essence, he's saying you are now subject to the law, talking about the word of God, that you've opposed the whole time you were a non-believer or a heathen. So now to bear your crosses, I'm subjecting myself to the word of God, to the law, to the word of God, talking about the word of God, that I've opposed as a non-believer. Are you here? That's why he talks about conforming your life to his way. Verse uh, 33. So then none of you can be my disciple who does not what? Carefully consider the cost and then for my sake give up all he possesses. Again, I I shared with you last week, he's not saying give away your possessions. But he should be above your possessions because you cannot serve him and other possessions. Your possessions and Jesus both can be first. Jesus and whatever other religion you want to attach, they both can't be first. Let me show you something. Matthew 6, 24. See, discipleship, listen, guys, it requires a total committed life. Watch this. To Jesus and his way. Are you here? Matthew 6, 24, amplified. No one can serve what? So which is it? Which is it? No one can serve two masters, for he, he, he will either hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and what? Despise the other. You cannot serve God and man, what? Money, possessions, fame, status, or, or whatever else is valued more than the Lord. So he's not saying get rid of all of your possessions, but your possessions have to come up under him now. He is above your possessions now. That's what he's saying. He said, I can't be Lord and you have other things people above me. Are you here? Verse uh, 34. Therefore, salt is good, but if salt has become tasteless, tasteless, with what shall it be seasoning? Again, a lot of believers, they blend so nicely into this world system that they avoid the cost of standing up for Christ. We don't want to step on anybody's toes. We don't want to offend anybody. And it's not about offending anybody. People can get offended of the mere fact for something that because of the word's sake. The Bible tells us that. Are you here? But Jesus says that if a believer loses their distinctive saltiness, they become worthless. Look at verse 35. Where do you find that? Verse 35. It is fit neither for the soil nor the manure pile. It is thrown away. Some of you would say not worth, uh, yeah, that. Notice he says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear my words. Can I ask you this? Have you become a disciple of Jesus? I know you're saved for those who are believers, but are you a saved disciple? 
I know you are a Christian, but are you, are, are you a Christian disciple? Ask yourself that. Am I a Christian disciple or just, just a good Christian? And there's nothing wrong with being a good Christian. But here, if I'm just a good Christian and not a discipling believer, I've lost my flavor. And we, a good indication that you've lost your flavor is that no one has been influenced by your taste. No one has been affected by your lifestyle or infected by your lifestyle. Are you with me? Again, of course, a disciple is, is, is a student. Of course, it's more than just a student and a learner, but it is one who, watch this, is learned in the truths of the Word of God. Talking about a Christian disciple. And, I, and as I stated last week, every religion has disciples. Every religion has students. Are you here? But for the believer, we are disciples of Christ. Watch this. And Christ alone. Amen. Talking about Christians. Are you here? Again, a disciple has counted the cost, and you can write this down, and I said it last week. A disciple has counted the cost and has totally committed his or her life to following Jesus. And let me add this again, and Jesus alone. <laughs> Are you here? A Christ disciple places Christ above all other relationships. Is Christ above all other relationships? What do you mean? When it comes to certain relationships, money's no object. Sacrifice is no object. But when it comes to kingdom, mm, can Christ get the same commitment without even thinking twice? See the difference? A Christ disciple is allowing Christ, again, to be Lord of all. He accepts the call to sacrifice and follows wherever the Lord leads. Okay, then again, a Christian disciple, someone say a Christian disciple, completely adheres to the teaching of Jesus, makes Jesus Christ number one, his number one priority, and lives accordingly. Accordingly. Then two, he or she is active, watch this, in making more disciples. So they completely adhere to the teachings of Christ. And I'm saying that for a reason. Let me go there. In John 10, 10, let me show you something. Because I keep echoing Jesus Christ's disciples completely adheres to his teachings and his teachings alone. And we know from Bible passages that sheep, someone say sheep, are a symbol of true believers who follow Christ, their true shepherd. His sheep hear his voice, not voices. <laughs> and follow him, not them. His sheep hear his voice, not their voice. His voice and minister, they follow him, not them. 
Are you with me? See, what gets me about the church is that we specialize in, in how to perfect bigger houses, more cars, more money, more promotion, and do not know how to disciple. So we focus on the acquisition of things for a lot of Christians, but never the acquisition of souls. Why? Because we don't know how to disciple. I know how to tell you how to get another car. I know how to tell you how to get another house. Nothing's wrong with those things. But Jesus has to be above the pursuit of those things. Are you here? John, let's start at verse 7. I want to show you something because we stepped into something, so let, let me go there. So a Christ disciple is an adherent to Jesus', Jesus teaching, and Jesus' teaching what? Alone. Starting at verse 7, John. Let me start at verse 7, amplify. Then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly I say to you, I am the door. Of the sheep gate. I am the door. I would note I am if I were you, I would underline I am because they knew what he was saying in that culture. I am. He was declaring lordship. I am. Not one of the doors, not an alternative door. No other doors. I am the door of the sheep. All whoever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Now, I could go somewhere with that. Uh, it would take a whole lot of time. Notice he said, all whoever came before me are thieves and robbers. Not the word. Because the word was in the beginning. That. And the word became flesh. See, th there are some who may came before Jesus, but not the word. The word was in the beginning. And if I have time, and I will show you that, that, that it, 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 all the way from back to Genesis, Christians were, we didn't get the word Christian until in Acts at Antioch. Before then, before then, they were called disciples, saints, or first they were called followers of the way. I taught you this before years ago, if you students. I want to show you something here. Because even when you're discipling, people try to throw Christians, well, let's not deal with Christians. Before then, we were called followers of the way. And now, what do you have against that? What, what, what about that? I, I, I guess I'm going to have to show you this, but let me show you something. Verse uh, 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will what? Be saved. Do you see this? Verse 9. I am the, underline the door. I'm, no, I am, please. If anyone enters by I am, he will be saved. And he will go in out and find pastor. The thief. 
does not come except to what? Steal, kill, and okay, to all of my students, stop saying this the devil. Nowhere in the scripture does this, the thief here makes reference to the devil. It's not even talking about the devil. Now, he may be the impetus behind folks stealing or the motivating force behind falsehood, but here he's not talking about the devil. Notice the thieves come to steal, kill, and destroy. I'm going to show you here. I have come that you may have what? Life. Where, where does life come from? So if you're a seeker of life for real, it can only come by one door. And I am is that door. I've come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. So, so it, it, you know, looking at this pericope of Scripture in context, uh, Jesus, notice he's presented himself as the good shepherd. He is essentially telling the Pharisees that he, so when he was saying, I am, what he was saying is, I am the Messiah. But prior to this discussion of sheep and shepherds, if you remember chapter 9, he healed a boy that was blind. Who remembers that? Okay, what happened? Okay, okay. Yeah, so, you know, and when they took the man to be investigated by the Pharisees, you know, they called Jesus a sinner and all that, and they began, uh, they refused to acknowledge Jesus healing the man, and, and, and not only that, they began to mock the man for trusting in Jesus. Are you here? So, of course, when Jesus heard what happened, he went back to the young man. Uh, and make a long story short, the young man ended up, uh, when Jesus revealed himself to him, the young man began to worship him. Now, some of the Pharisees heard, uh, overheard what was going on, and they uh, took offense, okay? Now, it, look at verse 1. Um, Jesus said, well, the NIV, the NIV actually says Pharisees in John 10. One, he says, verily I tell you Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in some other way is a what? Thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. And of course, that word thief, it literally means one who steals. But in a figuratively sense, the word uh, thief here is making reference to false teachers. Okay? So write that. The thief when Jesus says the uh, thief comes not but to steal, kill, that word thief, it means false teachers. So any, what he was saying is that anyone who claimed a way of salvation other than Jesus was robbing the people of truth. So there's not talking about the devil. He's talking about any leaders, any, any group who says that, that, that salvation can be found in another way, there are robbers and thieves. Are you here? Yeah. Write that down. 
Anyone who claims, again, that's why you heard me preface earlier saying, minister, it can't be Jesus and. That's why it's so important, ladies and men. See, again, we so caught up in the flesh that, that we, we, we overlook the vital, the most important thing. What is it that you believe? I believe in God. Okay, which one? The one that lives or the one that kills, steals, and destroys? How can two walk together? Man, you better know what people believe. But those, like the Pharisees, put man-made requirements on people for salvation uh, are, are false teachers who steal people's ability to see the true means of salvation. Jesus told you, man, I, I'm the door. Are you here? So, li listen, and we're still dealing with spiritual thieves to this day. Twice Paul encouraged those at Galatians. Let, let me show you real quick. Or just Galatians 1, 8, 9, just... I just make reference to it. So, so Paul told him, listen, listen, look, look, guys. One, I'm astonished that y'all think there's another way. After you don't hear the truth. <laughs> then he says, if anybody's preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Are you here? There's only, listen, one gospel. And that is the message of Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and seating. There is no other gospel. All other gospels are to be rejected. Are you here? <laughs> 1 Corinthians 3, 11. Why we got to go through this? Because you're a student, right? So once you get out here and start sharing, it's a good idea that you have some sense of what you're talking about. See, listen, you know how to get cars. You know how to get houses. Now we need to learn how to make disciples. We know all that. And for some, it's nothing more than a distraction because you have more than what you can... Got 27 cars and those six people who don't have one. And the Lord, not even close to even. See, we've done giving them away, so I know what I'm talking about. I'm not you just, you know. 27 rooms in a house and no three homeless people, this family members, and, 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 and won't invite. Okay, so y'all get the point, right? 1 Corinthians 13, 11. For no other foundation than the one which is already laid. Let, let me read that again. For no one can lay a foundation other than the one which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. So the foundation has already been laid. <laughs> the, 
so we're not free of false teachers. P Peter even wrote that there would be those that are among us, and there are. And, and, and let me say this. Listen to this. The very nature of religious belief is exclusive. Because each religion man of God makes claims about truth that are at odds with the claims of other religions. So who, who? Because all are making claims about truths, but yet everybody's at odds. But Jesus declared, if you ever have a question about truth, I am. Hold on. Y'all keep. Don't underestimate the power of I am. Hold on. I am. The way. I am. I am. The truth. I am. Are you here? Let me show you, man. Y'all get uh, guys. I know. I, I'm just going to have a Holy Spirit just talking. So this is good information to me. Look, 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 look. The, the, the way to heaven is through Christ Himself. We see that He's the door. See again, Christ is the only way to heaven. I don't never mind backlash on this. Jesus said that'll come with the teaching. Not worried about that. I still believe it. Not gonna back up off of it because you don't got cantankerous or become cantankerous. You, you could uh, disagree with that all day, but this is what I believe. I I, I don't worry about what you. I, I'm not upset at you by what you believe. You believe you have the truth. Hey, I believe I have the truth. I'm good. And if I'm wrong, that's on me. Why are you upset? See, I learned a long time ago, stop. See, the gospel, is, if you live the life, it'll attract. But what I learned a long time ago, stop, stop getting in debates with people because here's the thing. You are trying to explain something to someone who has no idea where you're coming from. See, they know what they know. You wouldn't know what you know. And where we mess up time, we, we don't know anything about them, and they don't know anything about us. So it's not the information that hurts. It's what you don't know that's you hurting yourself and somebody else. That's why you have to be a student. And since you are not a student of the way, you often go the other way. And you've been the way of the robbers, the, the, the real thieves. Are you here? Notice Jesus said in Mark 14, 6, uh, when, was it Thomas? Well, my Bible scholar, who was it that wasn't sure of where Jesus was going? When he said, how should we know the way? It was Thomas, guys. Now, for me, I go, oh, yeah, I know, I know exactly where you're going. I'm talking about, I know what you're talking about, real. 
when Jesus said, hey, man, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. And you, you, y'all know the story. And go, go there for them. Uh, Matthew 14, around verse 5, maybe. <laughs> what Did I say John 14? Uh, I'm sorry, John 14. Re- in New King James is fine. Y'all here? John. Yeah, it was Thomas. Did I say Thomas? Okay. Did you say Thomas? Somebody talking about Earl. Earl not even, Earl, Earl wasn't, he's, he's a modern day disciple. Earl wasn't one of the 12. <laughs> Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? See, he didn't understand what Jesus was saying. Watch this now. If anyone is ever concerned about which way to go, if you're concerned about which way, if there's any question about with all these different religions, if, there's, if you have any reservations about which way, Jesus said to him and them and us, I am. You have to understand the significance of I am. The way. The truth. And the life. No one comes to the Father except through. Notice, let me show you real quickly. Acts 9, 1 and 2. Notice I said earlier, uh, they were called followers of the way. That goes all the way back to Genesis. Are you here? Then Saul, still breathing threats, met her against the who? Against who? The who? Disciples of the Lord. Went to the high priest, asked him letters uh, from the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of, of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to anyone claiming to be followers of the way. Acts 19, 8 and 9. Let me show you something real quick. Are you here? And he went to the synagogue and spoke boldly for three months, reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom. But when some of, uh, but some, but when some were hardened and did not believe, but spoke evil of But spoke evil of the way. Notice how they capitalize that W. Before the multitude, he departed from them and with Jewish disciples, reasoning daily in the schools. Now, let me show you where Paul, before Felix, was declaring. Go ahead. Uh, let's go to uh, Acts 24 and 10. Start at verse 10. Let's go down to verse 14. Just want to show you something here. Let every word be established in the mouths of what? Two or three witnesses. There was two. Then Paul, after the governor had uh, nodded to him to speak, answered. Now, you know, inasmuch as I what? Know that have you been for many years a judge of this nation, I do, I, I do the more cheerfully answer for myself. 
because you may ascertain that it is no more than the 12 days since I went up to Jerusalem to worship. Okay. And they neither found me in the temple disputing with anyone nor inciting the crowd, either in the synagogues or in the city, nor can they prove the things of which they now accuse me. Verse 14. But this I confess to you, that according to the way which they call a... See, they were... Uh, uh, because they were spreading the gospel and people were being converted. The religious leaders were getting upset with them. Are you here? But I confess to you that according to the way which they call it, since y'all call us a sect, you know, like y'all call us a cult. Are you here? So I worship the God of my fathers, believing all the things which are written in the law and in the, y'all call us what you want to, call me what you want to, but I worship the God of my fathers. Just wanted to show you that. Now, uh, Genesis 4, 25 and 26, I want to show you that they began to call on Yahweh. Way back then. And Adam knew his wife. Genesis 4, 25, 26. So the thieves were who? Trying to so the thieves were religious leaders who were saying that there was another way of salvation other than Jesus. Those were the thieves he's talking about. So Yahweh said, the devil comes still killing, so he might be behind you stealing and killing and destroying. But there in chapter 10, 10, that the thief not talking about the devil. Okay? You hear? Genesis 4, and when and Adam, and Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son, named him Seth, for God has appointed another seed for me instead of Abel, who, who uh, Cain killed. And as for Seth, to him also was a son born, and he named him Enosh. Then men began to call on the name of the Lord, or literally Yahweh. Okay? Do you see this? The name Yahweh comes from the Hebrew word for I am. So when they were calling on Yahweh, they were called followers of the way. So they knew, see, in that culture, they knew what people were saying. So when, when Jesus said, I am the way, they knew what he was claiming. You were saying you're the Messiah. Hold on, let, let's show something. Let, let's show something. Do, do you remember uh, when Moses was at the burning bush and the Lord told him, hey, to go deliver my people? And he's like, Lord, who, who, who should I say sent me? I am who I am. See, the name Yahweh speaks of the self-existence and self-sufficiency of God. All others are dependent upon him for life, breath, and existence. See, see, notice, he, he is the way, he's the truth. All others are dependent on him for life. 
Are y'all here? For existence. He's dependent upon no one. That is why the Jewish leaders in Jesus' day thought it was blasphemous, blasphemous and worthy of death when Jesus declared before Abraham was, see, they, how dare you claim to be? Why? Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You keep reading, you see that that Word became this. So, 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 Yahweh is the name of Israel's God and the God who came to earth as Jesus Christ, or Yahweh in the flesh. In Matthew 1.21, the word of God says that she will bring forth a son, and you should call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Are you here? Of course, and I've taught you this before, the name Jesus is from the Latin, from, uh, uh, the Latin form of the Greek form of Yeshua, which literally means Yahweh saves. Are you here? So Yahweh will save his people from their sins. Are you here? And simultaneously, Jesus, same thing, will save the people from their sins. So when he was saying, I am, he was stating the claim that I am. That's why there is no other way. That's why I am is the door. You're missing that. (laughs) See, we look at it like I'm saying, no, no, there is no other door. There are no other doors. Are you here? So when you, when you, when he was stating that claim, they were often, you know, just ridicule him, really get in him. You're speaking blasphemy. How dare you say that? But in that culture, so they knew what he was saying. But to us, we just, you know, take it casually. Oh, I ain't. No, no, no. He was making the claim that I am the Messiah. Are you here? If you ever go back to, uh, John 14, 6. If you're ever concerned about which way to go, yeah, I'm going to just stop right there. I just I'm gave you more information than I can give today. Verse 5, I, I like what Thomas was saying because you have a lot of people who are like Thomas, with all what's going on. How do I know which? It's simple, beloved. I am. This is the I am who I am talking. This is the the, I am that was before Abraham, I am. I am the way. Sister Moore, others may have truths, 
inserted. Maybe a lot of truth to what they're saying. But he, he is, I am is the embodiment of truth. Are you here? Not some of it. He is the way. Jesus is life. And here's the amazing thing that you will discover once you move from being a Christian to a Christian disciple. Listen. One, you have every right to believe in whatever you want to believe in. That's your right. That's your prerogative. And just like you have a right to believe in everything or whoever you want to believe in, so do I. Are you here? And, 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 and although some may not agree with that, that's not my problem. Are you here? How do I find life? Huh? I am. Everyone who came before him were thieves, robbers. <laughs> Do you see that? <laughs> you know, in the flesh, that is. But he was always in the beginning. Are you here? So the way to heaven, beloved. Is through Christ and Christ alone. That doesn't mean you get rambunctious with people and go back and forth. Hey man, I'm just I'm just a sharer of the news. Are you here? But but here's the thing, with so much nonsense going on. You even have Christians who are like Thomas. How, how I really know the way. See, 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 you're not a student. Because if you were a Christ disciple, you would know that I am is the door. I am is the way of salvation. I am is the truth. Where's the way? I am is the way. I just want life. Get to know I am. We talking about real life, not this social media fake foolery. We talking about life and life more abundantly. <laughs> if this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.